Hi, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. And hello, everybody. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Craft Beer Bucket List. We are in Season 2, knocking out Episode 19. You've got Big Ray here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and my best friend of over 20 years, Mike, somewhere in Arkansas, wherever Arkansas is. No one cares about Arkansas, but I do now because Mike's there. What's up, buddy? Dude, uh, everything's good here, but I want to let you know something. Not only am I in Arkansas, I'm in Dardanelle, Arkansas, and people can remember this pretty easily. If you've ever seen the movie True Grit, the young girl that's in True Grit is from Dardanelle, Arkansas. Wow, you know that? I've seen I've seen the movie. I don't remember that little tidbit. That's uh that's awesome movie trivia. Well, well, now you know. So you can no longer make fun of me or Arkansas. Yeah, you know I lived in Arkansas for a while. I lived up in the northwest corner of the state in Bentonville. So uh, it's like I've lived that life. It's just if you live in Oklahoma, it's kind of a a rule to make fun of Arkansas for whatever reason. Yeah. So, but it's a it's a beautiful state. A lot of good people there. It's just, uh, even if you like it, you kind of have to poke fun at it. So it is what it is, right? Now, I, you know what? So I've lived here for all of, you know, five weeks now, I guess. I don't know. Something like that. Um, I really like it. Uh, so I thoroughly enjoyed my time in Kentucky. Have a lot of fond memories. Uh, actually fell in love with the state. It's very beautiful. Have a lot, it has a lot going on for it. Um, and our special guest that we have tonight, which we'll introduce here in a minute, is from Kentucky. Um but I just, you know, I, I, I liked it a lot. Came to Arkansas, man, I already enjoy myself. I think it's a great place. Uh, enjoying the scenery, the weather, everything about it. Uh, so, so far, so good. Awesome sauce. No, it really, it's a beautiful state. They don't call it the natural state for no good reason. Uh, it really is a beautiful place to go and explore. Yeah. On, and a, on so, a serious positive note. Absolutely. And, and the, the next best thing about it is that both of our beers tonight are from Arkansas. Yeah, buddy. So you want to tell us what we got? Yes. So you may or may not have heard me say this before, but we have a solid lineup. And uh, both of our beers tonight come from New Province. And uh, we are going to be reviewing the New Reality. It's a barrel fermented brown ale. And they're commoner in amber cream ale. I mean, I sounds great. I mean, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yes, I, you know, um, I saw these and I picked them up, uh, knowing that uh, we were going to have a special guest tonight, and I wanted to, I wanted to try something different uh, with this. And both of these are a little bit different. So the commoner, it's an amber cream ale, and then you know, a barrel fermented brown ale, which I, I don't know if I've ever had a barrel fermented brown ale that I can think of. Um, you know, I don't. I'm not going to promise that, that I can think of. Um, but hey, how about we introduce our special guest? Yeah, I, I'm all about it, dude. Bring him on. Okay. So folks, uh, our special guest is a beer lover. He's a Kentuckian. He's a generally cool dude. I would like to introduce the world to Mr. Michael Biggers. He's on Instagram at the code to hoppiness. That's the number two, the code to hoppiness. Um, in general, uh, you know, 
interact with him a lot through social media. He's a big fan of all things Kentucky. He's a big supporter of, you know, craft beer in Kentucky, uh, and sports in Kentucky, the history of Kentucky and, and all that stuff. And in general, uh, I just think he's a good guy and I've enjoyed getting to know him. And so I wanted to have him on a guest mostly because I like good people and I want to support good people. Um, so Mr. Biggers, how are you? I'm doing great, man. I think, uh, thank you. I mean, I, I found you guys and found, found the podcast and what I loved the most about the podcast was the fact that you guys just literally relaxed and it wasn't like you guys were inside the beer industry talking about beer. It wasn't like, Hey, we're here at the brewery and this beer has this many hops. This beer has blah, 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 blah. It was like, look, we've got a beer here. It tastes good. But what you put with it? Yeah. You know, what's funny is you say that we're pretty relaxed and um, we've gotten a little flack about sometimes some of the things we say, and we kind of always ha- say we have to defend ourselves. Um, no, but I, yeah, but no, I, I agree I, with you. Yeah. I, I say that's, that's, that's whatever, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a massive craft beer fan. Um, massive to the point to where I, um, for a long time was looking to get into the industry and then realized, uh, the industry doesn't pay what I would like it to pay. So <laughs> I, I, I stuck to just drinking it. Uh, <laughs> it's a solid game plan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I figured, you know, I'm already inside of it by drinking it. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm good, but, um, yeah, as far as you go, um, uh, Bradley, um, Mike Bradley, um, I came across you because of Dreaming Creek and Patrick yeah. and, and everybody down there. And we just kind of hit it off and we had a lot of things in common. And, and, and I really thought you were from Kentucky and found you from, uh, was it Oklahoma? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I thought, oh, cool, cool. This will really sort of piss off the next girlfriend. So, because she's from Texas. So, I was we got talking, and, and I hadn't gotten down to Dreaming Creek yet, and, and still haven't gotten to a lot of these breweries out here in Kentucky outside of Louisville. And I thought, yeah, I mean, I really, really love this guy. And I really fell in love with you guys' podcast when you had uh, um, uh, the, the local politician from. Uh, from down the road there. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, uh, Emily, uh, La Desir. Yeah, La Desir. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just really loved that vibe you guys put out. And we had talked before before then about doing the podcast. And we're trying to line it up, try to get everything worked out. But I think it was around the time you were moving. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just glad to be here, man. And, and Biggest Ray... I had watched, I had jumped into one of you guys' YouTube videos, our YouTube lives, for a quick second. And from that, we had talked about doing a podcast. And I just loved your vibe, man. I just loved the fact that you were always positive. You're just, I mean, I just love that. I love positivity. So I, I was happy right to on, man. have this be my first ever official podcast. And the podcast that I'm going to go back from and go, I should really probably look into Anchor and really start doing a podcast. Don't know about there you what. go. Yeah, I, I know it's a, a free plug for Anchor, but um, I tell you what, I, I've really enjoyed our time on there, and I think they make it easy to be uh, successful right away as far as getting it off the ground. And I, 
And I know there's a lot more podcasts coming online, you know, cause I listen to several myself and I get updates on new ones and whatnot. So I, I know there's more coming out, but I, I think in general, it's still a medium that's growing and expanding in popularity and in, uh, you know, just content. Um, so I would, I, I mean, for everybody out there, I, th- I think anchor is a solid, uh, way to get into that arena. Um, and I think that, um, you know, you have a voice and you have, you know, just cause I know you, you know, I think you've got a lot to offer, uh, the world. So I would support that. Um, I think you should look into it and really, I was telling somebody this the other day, it doesn't take a whole lot to get initial start. And, you know, that's something big Ray and I said as well. It's like, you know what, let's do this. Like, what is it going to take? And when I found out, you know, how simple it was to get that first foot in the water, um, that was it. And then we've taken off and then, and here we are on the back half of season two. Um, but before we go any further, I think we need to have a beer. I'm sitting here looking at my beer drooling and I want to get it. I want to get after it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, my fan is off and my room is a little hot. So, yeah. So, uh, Mr. Biggers, you want to do the honors and crack the first can? Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not mind, indulge me for a minute. I shall kick into my famous Michael Darrell Wild Trip NASCAR introduction. And say, gentlemen, hold up your beers. Let's go cracking, boys. Giggity, giggity, giggity. There you go. <laughs> Ray, you're next. Uh, I'm going to have to show you guys up, I guess. Do it. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. All right. I can't wait. I'm taking a drink. Way ahead of you. This is pretty darn good. Wow. Like I don't, I've, I've had amber ales. I love a good amber ale, but I've never had a Tom. I've never had a amber cream ale. I, I'm trying to think of something that I can say. How like um? So you, you get the you get the. It's it's creamier than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And I know it says cream ale right on it, right? But um, but, it's just smooth and creamy. Yeah. It tastes like it doesn't have any alcohol in it. Like it's just cream. Yeah, this is very, very unique. And I agree, it, it doesn't have the mouthfeel of a beer, really. And uh, even though it's at 5.7% ABV, uh, which is fairly light, uh, I'm not getting really any of the. Uh, Alcohol in no, this. I uh, think there are beers that are 5.7 that are, you know, 5.4 or even lower. But you get that little bit of alcohol at the end that I'm not getting here. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. I just don't get it. Yeah, you know, this kind of reminds me of a nitro. What do you guys think? Hmm. Man, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of nitro beers. To me, it's it's I, I, as far as being carbonated with CO2 and whatnot. I think this gets really close, but 
uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I think it, it's almost like a, has a cream soda type thing. So you get the, the carbonation, but it has a cream soda-ness to it as that's far the as the mouthfeel. That's the word I was looking for. It, it, it would pair great with a, this is a, this is absolutely perfect for something spicy, something South Asian, um, Pakistani, Indian food. This would this this works well because it's sweet and it just cuts through everything. Man, so like you know the the the, the smell and the caramel um, nuttiness as far as some of the the flavors that kind of are very subtle around the tongue, right? Mm-hmm. Um. This, this is a great beer for this time of year. That's what I'll say is I, I, you know, like I'm sitting here having it. I'm like, you know what? Today it got up to like 82. So it was not as hot as it has been, but it's not, you know, it's not cold either. It's not real cool. I mean, like this is it. It's nice. It's, it's, it's a nice, cool, creamy beer that you can have. You can sit on the back porch with it. Uh, you can sit in your office when you're recording a podcast with it. Um, <laughs> Man, I, I don't know. Like, I'm really liking it. It's so there's a beer by Iron Monk that's called Deer Antler, Deer Antler Velvet or something like that. That's an amber. Is that right, Ray? What's the it name? It sounds of that beer? really familiar. Uh, so, I believe I've had it, but I don't remember. So it, it's it's got a little bit more maltiness to it, but this kind of reminds me of that. But, you know, so this, this isn't quite, when I think of a Kentucky common style, this isn't quite that. So, and, and, uh, I think that's where, if I read somewhere, whether it was on a can or somewhere online or whatnot, that's kind of what they were basing it on. So I think it's, you know, it's not quite that, but it is, I, I, I like it in a similar way as the Kentucky common, maybe one of my favorite beer styles overall, uh, just for the, the taste and, and everything that goes along with that. This is getting really close. It has a lot of those subtle flavors, uh, the very light notes of several different things, whether it's the, the, the bread and you know, that kind of stuff, or if it's the, the caramels, uh, you know, the, everything's very subtle and easy about it. So, um, I really like it. Um, yeah, and I think I, it's a good beer for any time of the day and anywhere you're at. Yeah. I have to say that I'm a big Amber L fan, big Brown L Amber L fan. And, I would have never taken this route. I would have never taken the Kentucky Common or even a California Common and made a cream and, and, and mixed the two styles together, cream ale and amber ale, you know, pretty common, whatever. I would have never done that simply because cream, cream amber ale sounds great, but sort of a uh, play on a Kentucky Common, it just kind of throws you a little bit. So my brain, as I'm drinking it, goes, Oh, this is what a stout should taste like. This is a stout. This is a stout. This is a stout. So I have to keep looking at the can going amber cream ale. Okay. But no, my brain's going stout, quarter, stout, quarter. That is awesome. Whenever your brain can't decide what you're drinking, even though you're looking at it and tasting it, it's great. Nice breadiness, 
great malt flavor to it. Not a lot of hops, virtually none. Great mouthfeel, sweetness, breadiness, biscuitiness. You know, that, that, that biscuit just, mm, with the sweetness, it's, it's, yeah, it's a dessert beer, but barely. It's sweet enough to have with dessert, but not too sweet where you couldn't have it for an appetizer or for, for, for dinner. It's great. Ray, what are you, what are you thinking over there? So I'm thinking my can's already empty. <laughs> oh, dang. All right. Yeah. So this is a, an incredibly easy beer to drink. And, and I've got to circle back to something you said a second ago, Mike. Um, it's printed right on the can. It says, what may appear common is often anything but. Uh, and I'm reading this verbatim. Uh, based on the historical Kentucky common beer style, we've reimagined this everyday ale. Commoner brings two classic American styles together, creating something entirely new. Crisp with notes of toasted bread and light caramel. So I like the fact that uh, the Kentucky common was mixed, you know, if you're blended, if you will, uh, you know, with the amber cream ale style. I think they did a fantastic job of, of keeping that, that creaminess and also bringing about other flavor profiles that we'd expect from a Kentucky common. So this is a fantastic flavor and style collaboration that didn't suck. Cause so many times we, we see somebody <laughs> do something experimental and it's a complete miss. Uh, where this case, I think they, they knocked the ball out of the park. They gave us something new and it's a, uh, it's pretty badass. No. I, so, you know, what I've traditionally heard is there's three types of beer that were uh, created or originated in the United States the cream ale, the Kentucky common, and the steam beer or the California common. So yeah, I mean, you're, if you're taking you know those two American or Americana styles uh, and blending them together with such a good uh, balance like this, I think they've got a real winner. I'd be interested to see, um, and I couldn't find it or I didn't look in the right spots. I don't know. Um, I'd be interested to see where they've gone with this beer as far as um, you know, beer festivals or competitions and whatnot and seeing how it performed only because it's number one, it's so unique. Um, there's not a lot of these on the market, I would guess, as far as, you know, the traditional beer styles or, you know, what do you want to call it? Heritage beer styles or whatnot. So I'd be interested to see what, where they've gone with that. Cause I think it is a pretty unique beer and I think it's got a good flavor to it that, uh, you know, I think it could, uh, do well at on the, uh, you know, the, the award circuit. Yeah, so, I agree with that. I agree yeah. That. so I think I'm going to give this beer, um, overall, I'm going to rate this beer really high, uh, because of its, the u- unique aspects of it and the fact that I'm just thoroughly, really thoroughly enjoying it. So I'm going to give this a nine out of 10 as far wow. as rating. Yeah. And then I'm going to go with our special guest, Ray. I think Mr. Biggers is onto something. I want something spicy with this. I want uh, what I would call love child buffalo wings. And love child is when you blend the. I forget where I picked this up at. And maybe they don't even call it love child. I don't know. It seems to me like it just sticks in my head. But you take a classic uh, Frank's Red Hot Buffalo sauce and you mix it with like a, a spicy barbecue sauce. And then you toss your wings in that. And it's really good. And I want to have those with this beer. 
so yeah, so nine out of ten. I want the buffalo barbecue hot wings to pair with it. Um, let's go. Let's go to the Mr. Biggers. What is your rating, and what would you eat with it? Well, as I'm commonly known as the smallest Mike uh, <laughs> in certain circles of the world, uh, I will have to go. I would have to rate this simply because my brain could not figure out, could not tell itself that it was a cream ale, an amber cream ale. I'm going to have to go with the 7.8 only because there wasn't that nuttiness you usually get from an amber brown ale, an amber ale. You get a little bit of nuttiness to it. And the cream ale aspect of it sort of overshadowed everything. That's the only issue I have with this beer, is that that cream ale just overtook the amber uh, aspect of it. And I couldn't really taste any Kentucky common to it, but it, it, it was good. It was definitely good. I give it a 7.8. And what kind of food would you have? You, you mentioned something spicy, you know, some type yeah. of Asian food, but yeah, what, I, what have you like a specific dish for this beer? Yeah, I would go with something like, um, I'd go, hmm, oh, there are so many, because you, you, you want to find something that's not super spicy to blow out your, blow out the palate. Um, I would go with, uh, like a, a, a pad thai or, um, Korean bulgogi, something that that's kind of rich and can be a little spicy, but I think the cream ale and the amber work together and sort of cut straight through the richness and the and the, the spiciness of a lot of those uh, uh, South Asian dishes. Ray, he sounds like he's talking your language over there with those fancy foods. Uh, <laughs> he he absolutely is. I'm over here saying I want hot wings. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's there's uh, nothing wrong with that, dude. Remember, hot wings is one of our four food groups, yeah. so uh, you're you're not out of line with that. Spicy hot wings are absolutely a winner with this beer. Mm. This is so sessionable. You can kick back and watch a game, eat two dozen wings, have a six or these, and uh, you're living the good life. You know, so yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 Ray! If you drink, if you eating two dozen wings and drinking a beer, man, you're living the life. I yeah, mean, I, <laughs> you know, I can't so, argue uh, that. Yeah, it's. <laughs> um, it's I have to say, of our people. Yeah, I have to say, if there's one thing Ray and I do really well, it's eat buffalo wings. Mm. I'm more of a. Cal- I'm more of a um, uh, South Carolina, but uh, a wing guy. I love the mustard based mustard base. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I'm know. a fan. Our sweet chili, sweet chili, French sweet chili sauce is addictive. But I'm more of a mustard based uh, barbecue fan. So, you know. Hey, not, not a thing wrong with that. Mm. I'll, I'll so, say, I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I'll say that I think. I think uh, I'm down with all the different uh, foods. I think, Ray, that you need to give us your rating of what you would eat. 
No, for sure. So I'm a huge fan of this beer. And, and this is, like I said, I think this is the first go around for all three of us with this. Uh, but my first impression was I like it. I like it a lot. I like to play on the two styles. It spoke to my taste bros. Uh, I'm going to score this one pretty high as well. I'm not, I can't give it quite a nine. Um, that's a heck of a rating, especially for me, Mike. That's a, that's a rare, rare nine from you. Um, but I'll give it an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, it spoke to me on a lot of different levels, so I'm going to score it super high. Uh, you know, when I drink a beer, I want to know, though, that I'm drinking a beer, and I didn't get any alcohol out of it, um, which is fine. It's not a bad thing, but I, I kind of missed that a little bit. I think that's the only thing that kept me from giving it a nine. Um, it's still fantastic beer. Super glad I tried this. And I got to tell you, I love the can art. I love the simplicity of this, uh, you know, where I love the the big, bright colors and the artistic designs. Uh, and I don't want to give too much away, but just seeing how well they made this look with so little, I'm a huge fan. Um, but, you know, for a food pairing, I'm going to, you know, go the same route around the globe as a uh, smallest Mike over here. I want a sweet and spicy uh, Thai dish. Um, so I'm going to go with a Penang curry uh, with pork in this instance. And uh, I, I love a good Penang curry because they use that coconut milk. You get those super awesome sweet notes. And uh, also you can, you know, add some of those Thai spices and make it super hot. And uh, so you get your, your sweet heat. And uh, I think this is a beer to accommodate both of those uh, strong flavors and whatnot. So I, I think I've got a new Arkansas beer to go with one of my favorite Thai dishes and boom. I think you're right on track. Um, you know, something about the can art is, you know, you don't r really see it at first, but at the bottom there's like a, the trees and the landscape, uh, very light in the background, but I really like the simplicity of this can. I really, really do. I'll have, to yeah. throw, I'll have to throw some of this up on the on the Instagram and Twitter and all that. Sorry, go ahead, man. Yeah, I think the, the simplicity of it is something you don't find. I think, um, especially with a lot of nano breweries, and I lived in Utah for three years, and a lot of breweries out there, I mean, now they have tons. Of, they have like 12, 14 breweries out there now. When I lived out there, they had maybe three or four breweries, and only one brewery came all the way, way out here to uh, Kentucky, which was Uinta, Urenta. Uh, brewing company. They were the only ones that actually made it out here. There's a little brewery up in um, Vernal, Utah, way up north, North Salt Lake, that put out great beers, but they were kind of watered down. Um, but they, their their cans were so simplistic. It was just, here's a sticker, wrap it on the beer can, there you go. And I kept drinking this beer, not because it was the best, but because of the beer can. Because when you walk past it, you went, whoa, what is this? So when I look at these beer cans, I think of Hollister. I think of the, the department store Hollister. I'm like, what is this? Is this a beer? Oh, this has got to be a mistake. <laughs> I wonder what the, oh, this is a mystery thing, right? I don't know right what the, Yeah, yeah. You're just going to write on the marker, figure it out yourself, you know? like. And that would have been even better. If they had done this in marker, that would have been genius. Right. This is what this is why we have him on as a guest. I, I was, yes, yes. Yeah, you, you guys might want to, Mike. You might want to talk to him about that next time you you, you have something. You might want to say, "Hey, have you guys even tried just writing it in a marker and just 
seeing how that would look just to throw people off. But I think that would be genius. I think that would really be with the with the simple one note color and then just to have it written on there. I mean, that would nobody's doing that. I think that would be genius. So maybe make it like it make it look like a like a crowler uh, or or a crowler or a growler label that somebody slaps on a can or a bottle when you're getting it filled at the brewery. Yeah, and they just write yeah. it out. Yeah, and just a bright color, a neon huh. orange or a neon green, so people it pops out. But yeah, something just basic, something just like your five year old was like, "How do you spell brown?" Like, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, to, to kind of just recap here is uh, the co- the commoner, which is the amber cream ale we're just trying from New Province. Um, it got a 7.8, an 8.5, and a 9. You know, if we really looked at that as an average, we're looking at the 8.5 range, uh, somewhere right in there, a little bit below 8.5 overall. So I think, um, you know, it's, for all intents and purposes here, it's a really darn good beer. I have to agree. And Mike, with that in mind, I, I hate to do this to you. I've got to take a left turn here. I'm going to ask you a very, very serious question. You ready? Uh, as always. All right. Welcome back to Crap Beer Bucket List. Ray, what's going on, man? Yeah, man. So before we dive into our second beer here, I, I, I want to bring this up. And, uh, you know, our listeners know I, I live in the Tulsa Metro in one of our newest, uh, breweries, a Nef, Nef Brewing, N-E-F-F, they were, uh, targeted by vandals over the weekend. And, uh, that really bothers me. Of course, I don't like vandals hitting any, any business. It's never cool, but just the fact that a local brewery was hit and for who knows why, but it's like small businesses struggle enough without having to deal with that. And it just really got under my skin. And uh, they're one of those breweries that are, are really making an effort to focus on uh, like the gluten-free beers and, and bring beer to folks that normally wouldn't be able to drink a beer otherwise. And I love that. And it just bothered me when I saw their social media post about that. And it's like, grr. So I want to encourage our listeners to to follow them. So look in the description of this podcast. I'll, I'll drop some links along with New Province Brewing Company here. And uh, just give them some support online. You know, give them some kind words. And uh, let's try to convince people to not just be jerks, you know. Um, cause I hate to see that for, again, for any business, but it's like, grr, you know what I mean? No, no, dude, absolutely. So I've seen this, whether it's, uh, that kind of stuff or, you know, other like petty vandalism is what I like to call it, where, you know, you get some spray paint or, you know, uh, somebody backs a car into it and dents in a little this or that. And you know, all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. I just hate it. Um, and I've got some, you know, I'm not gonna put it on air, but I've got some interesting stories from my time at. Um, the brewery where I, when I was involved, uh, some stuff that happened and you're just like, really people really just don't, just don't be jerks. Just don't be jerks. You know, mistakes yeah. happen sometimes, but don't be a jerk. And, uh, anyway, there, there's some interesting situations and, um, you know, the other owners and, and I had many conversations about how you handle that appropriately, how you handle it with dignity and all that kind of stuff. And it's tough. Because what you want to do is you just want to call people out and tell them, you know, get the truth out there. But a lot of times you can't do that because you're trying to be the bigger person, the better person, however you want to say it. So anyhow, uh, that that's, I agree. I agree. But I, I think we should do something. Oh, I don't know if smallest Mike over there has anything he wants to add before we go on. 
You know, all I got to say about that is, you know, when, when people do that, and, and Mike, as you know, living in, in, in Kentucky, for the time that you did around the time that everything crazy was going on here, when people do that, they act, they forget that they have to, again, shop in that area. So I'm going to go vandalize Starbucks. I'm going to vandalize this. Well, the next day, you got to get up and go right back to that same place to get your coffee. Think about it. You're hurting the same people you want to get revenge on. They're hurting the same people you care about. So, folks, don't do that. That's just that's wrong. You really want to get back at somebody? Give back. Don't get back. Just give back. You want to get back at big business? Give back to small business. There you go. That simple. Wow. Got to say about man. I like that. I like that a lot, actually, man. Get huge words there, bro. He's he's laying down some wokeness. No, like seriously. Like (laughs) wow. I had a I had a friend tell me I was woke one time, and uh, this is before I realized what it meant. And and like I knew it was cool lingo, you know, because of how it was used. Uh, But I walked away going, "What the hell did I just do wrong or right? I'm not sure." Then I found out woke, I found out, I found out woke was was a good thing. I was like, hell yeah, I'm woke. And even though I'm probably really not, but uh, anyway, no, absolutely, I agree. I agree with what he said. You know, the the best way to do um, if, if you're really wanting to, you know, make a difference, there's ways to make a difference in in positive ways. And and we can talk about the current climate and a lot of different things at some other point. But folks, these are small town. Or small business small owner, business. yeah, maybe not small town. Some places like Tulsa, but you know, these are small small business owners trying to make it, and you know they're putting, especially the breweries, they're putting in a lot of that elbow grease and everything. Like, man, so I hope they find out who did it. But can I transition into the beer because I have a beer in front of me and I want to drink it? Yes, I do too. So, smallest Mike, you ready to crack into this big guy? All right, here we go, boys. One more time. Gentlemen, start your beers in three, two, one. That was a good one. That was oh, good. What you about you? Yeah, what about you, Ray? Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say smallest Mike over there wins for the for the night. He had two good ones. I think this last yeah. one was a better one, but I think he had really two really solid ones. So congratulations. Well, I appreciate that, but I will, I will forfeit this one and give it to Ray. Ray's is better. Oh, Ray's well, was a, well, thank you. What a good pop! I mean, if this was video and you saw the 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 foam come up, yes, I probably would have won. But Ray's was just crisp and it was wow. This is like so, the, the like Oprah, where like you get an award and you get an award. It's like no, your pop was better. No, your pop was better. I know, right? Yeah. Hey, we're all just a, a bunch of nice guys, and there's no harm in that. Everybody right. gets an award. Yeah. Everybody's a but winner the, on craft beer bucket list. That's right. But guys, have have you smelled your beer yet? Like, have you just taken that in? You know, it's not as boozy as I thought. It, I mean, it's got a little bit of the booziness to it, but not as like I thought it would be. I mean, it's very, it's, it's like, it's, I don't know if it's dialed back as a little bit, the, the right words, but, um, I, I like the smell, like the, the, just the right 
you know, level of boozy. And it's definitely got the, the toast coming through. Yeah, you definitely get that fermented barrel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've eaten a lot of kimchi, and you definitely get that just that not off-putting, but it's kind of turns your nose up like, what is that? But the barrel part of it makes you want to dig your nose in even more. Um, right. But you hear barrel barrel fermented beer, and you think, oh, it's going to be like a 12 or 13. It's 7.7. Like, are you kidding me? This. But it drinks like that, though. It really does drink at a 7, which is crazy. Oh. Man, it packs a huge punch of flavor, but you're right. It's uh, it's super light. Yeah, this is incredibly easy to drink. I mean, for a brown ale, I expect that to be easier to drink than, you know, like a an oatmeal stout or something uh, like that. But this is like, wow, it's a best of both worlds here again, like we saw with the commoner. Uh, this is killer, man. The aromas especially really bring this to life. You're definitely going to be careful with that beer because you're going to end up drinking two or three of them and be drunk. Just because it will, it, it has, <laughs> it, will it's, kick, it will kick in 10 minutes after. It's like eating an edible. Like 30 minutes later, you're going to be like, whoa, what happened here? <laughs> it's definitely that type of beer. It definitely has that yeah, ability. That, to yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Man, you know, you know, I know it says uh, brown, you know, it's supposed to taste like brown sugar. And, and I can't help but say, but say I'm, I'm actually getting quite a bit of that. The, the brown sugar yeah. maltiness to it. Um, maybe a little bit of a coffee-ness to it. I'll tell you what I like. And, and this is what I like at brown ales. And I know uh, smallest Mike over there said he's a, he's a brown ale fan as well. Um, and I think this stays true to that. It's got the medium body. So it's, you know, it's not too light, not too heavy. And the carbonation is just right. Um, so it, as far as like, you know, as it sits in your mouth, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a brown ale that's done the way brown ale should do, be done. Does that make sense? It Absolutely does. does. And if you guys will indulge me for a second. Take a swig and just kind of swish it around in your mouth and let it sit there until until the bubbles fade. And tell me what you taste and feel. Getting that bourbon coming out. Mm-hmm. So are, are you a bourbon drinker? I am. I am. I'm, I'm a massive Knob Creek fan. Um, I've got some. Uh, I've got some Knob Creek in there. I've, I've just got turned on to tequila thanks to the Rock. His uh, Terramana is really good, really smooth. Um, but I'm a, I'm a huge Knob Creek fan. I've yet to get my hands on an 11, uh, a 14 year old 2011 Knob uh, Creek. I think the, the 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 longer it is, the nine. Once you get past 11. Really smooth, which I love. So I'm not a I'm not a massive fan of just off the off the out of the barrel off the land off the land type of uh, bourbon. It's a little too strong for me. 
I, in my time in Kentucky, I hate to say this. I don't hate to say it. I just like saying that. I hate to say this. <laughs> um, over the, so when I first came there, people would be like, oh, you got to try this bourbon. You got to try that bourbon. I never really liked bourbon up until I was about to leave. It took me eight years to begin to appreciate bourbon. Um, and I'm not going to say I'm a huge fan uh-huh. and I'm not going to say I'm a connoisseur or anything like that. But after eight years and trying many different bourbons, I began to develop the palate and really, you know, start to appreciate some of them. Um, and I have to say that Woodford Reserve and uh, Buffalo Trace are kind of the mm-hmm. bourbons that got me there that were a little bit more well-defined for my palate. And I really enjoyed them. And so I'm going to, I'm going to kind of segue back into the beer is that something I like about that is, you know, when you have a small sip of bourbon and I liked mine just over uh, a little bit of ice and a little bit of water, mm-hmm. um, but I like the taste. So, I, you know, the booziness doesn't really do much for me overall, but the taste of it uh, that I came to like, and that's what's coming out in this beer here for me too. And that's why I like it so much is kind of like you said, after you let the, 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 the carbonation release and it's just sitting there, you really yeah. let that taste soak into your tongue and it, it's really, really good. Right. I think people don't realize that. I think craft beer aficionados don't realize that. I think for me, that's how I became a, a lover of bourbon was I let it, let it sit on my tongue because you have different taste buds in the back of your tongue, side of your tongue, and the front of your tongue. So people take shots of stuff. And I'm like, you don't take shots of bourbon or tequila. You don't. You should drink it, let it sit on your tongue. And then let your brain and your tongue communicate with each other to know what flavors come out. And then read the bottle to see what flavors you should be tasting, what flavors you are tasting instead of. Instead of, um, and that's with with beer. I love that's why I love craft beer because you can let it sit on your tongue and it it brings to life different flavors, different tastes, greatness, maltiness, hoppiness. Uh, galaxy hops, uh, you know, Centra hops, you know, just different types of, of, of flavors and memories. And I, I, I love that about drinks in, in general. I think people should really try to do that sometimes. They really just take time to stop and sit and really savor bourbon and really savor uh, a beer and really anything you drink. No, I mean, I, absolutely. And, and that's what I think that and I think as you do more of that, you get better at picking out flavors. And so I've heard people that when we talk about like Cicerone and stuff like that, that, you know, some of these really high end Cicerones can pick out really distinct and minute flavors and, you know, and hats mm-hmm. off to them. Um, I've tried a beer alongside with some of these folks uh, and they can get stuff out of a beer and tell you stuff. You're just like that. This is crazy. Um, yeah. But I think as you get used to it and as you developed a better palate and a better distinction with those different uh, notes from front to Mm -hmm. back, um, like you said, if you learn to savor it and really hold it there and really digest it uh, mentally, um, you'll learn to do a lot more as far as picking out flavors and understanding what you're drinking. And I think that's very important. Yeah. Here's the crazy thing. I don't have a sense of smell. I don't have a sense of smell. 
I can smell some things, but most things I can't. Unless it's really strong or it's really just pink. So me drinking craft beer, you would think, oh, well, it must taste all the same. But for some reason, I can pick out the caramel. I can pick out the, you know, the, the obviously the limes and stuff like that. But I can pick out the, the certain flavors in bourbon and certain flavors in craft beer. But generally, I have no sense of smell. Man, so I so I, I gotta ask, so what's your favorite smell? Um, yeah, I really don't know. I really don't know. I would probably say uh, I I don't honestly know. I've never really thought about it. That's a damn that's a, that's a damn good question, man. That's a really so when I think of, I when know. I think of like my favorite smells, it's like apple pie, buffalo wings, pumpkins, um, you know, and then like some of the aromas you have for like lavender and and some of that stuff, right? Um, yeah. Chai tea, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I will say chicken biryani, and that was what I was thinking of on the first beer was chicken biryani. Chicken biryani, or, or beef biryani, or goat biryani. Biryani is a uh, Persian. Is an Iranian Indian dish uh, that is just rice with Indian spices and chicken or goat or even vegetable. And it's really super flavorful. If you've got Indian food, it's basically everything you love about Indian food. A little bit of spice, but perfect mix of spice, but full of flavor. doesn't overpower your, your palate. And that's probably the best meal I've ever had. Probably the best meal I could ever just love. So I, I, I'd go with that. Ray, what about you? So, and I, and I really like that he brought up biryani here. Uh, there's a, a a good friend of mine is a Pakistani chef, and he's got a fantastic YouTube channel called Chef Shamshir. So free plug for my buddy that manages yeah. that channel. I'm going to follow that right now. <laughs> um, but what's special about a biryani is dumb mm. and it's not dumb. Like I'm saying you're dumb, like you're stupid. It's a, it's a process of, of using the rice and covering the dish and letting it steam, right? All the, all the meat and the vegetables and the spices, right? It gets trapped underneath the rice and it forces everything uh, the flavors to really permeate and it mixes in with the rice, you know, from the bottom up and everything else underneath it just traps everything in. And yeah. I really think that speaks to the complexity of this beer. Mm. Uh, you know, it's bare, we know it's barrel aged for two months. So it, it's had the time to really soak in those flavors, let that chocolate, the brown sugar and the toasted bread really just work its magic in these barrels and create a unique you know, flavor profile that if you do it right, like you said, you can experience a consortium of those different flavors based on how you drink it. And, uh, I think that's just fantastic. Yeah. And I, I think with Briani, um, it's stirred from the bottom up, all your flavors are on the bottom and they take these big spoons and they just stir up the rice. So all the fluffy rice is on the top, but all the flavors at the bottom, including the meat, the potatoes, whatever they just had to put in it. And you stir it from the bottom up. So all your fluff rice goes on the bottom, all your flavor goes on the top. And once it mixes and you put it on this thick, you know, you, you start eating it, 
all those flavors start to come to life. Yes. Um, that's the great thing about like, you know, Indian, Persian, uh, Indian, Iranian, you know, all of that, uh, uh, that sort of, uh, North African, uh, Eurasian food is that spice isn't hot. It's flavor. It's flavor. And I, right. Very few craft breweries now, and I'll relate this to hops. Um, they want the hoppiest beer. Or they want the beer that they don't take time to go. We're going to take a single hop, um, galaxy, and we're going to make an entire beer based on that. So you can taste that stone fruit in galaxy. My favorite hop. Uh, we're going to take an entire Centra and we're going to make an entire beer off of that so you can taste these notes. Very few breweries do that. A lot of breweries just throw a bunch of stuff in there to see if it works. Right. Um, you know, very few breweries have that tiny bit elder feel to it where it's like, you, we know there's one beer that we want out of Russian brewery. Or, you know, whatever the, the brewery is that does the tiny bit elder. People line up around a block for it. You know, it's like, uh, and very few breweries do that nowadays. And it's sad to see that. Like, just pick one item to single out and focus your entire beer around that. I'd love to see more of that. I think I think you've got a good point. Uh, you know, in, in some of the stuff, and I know with the coronavirus being what it is, and, and a lot of people are, are in survival mode and whatnot. So I think we're going to see some different things happen as that kind of, and that, that's going to wind down at some point. And I think as that winds down and uh, the craft beer scene emerges is they've got a lot of opportunities to find their footing and find their way. And I, I think, I think some of them would be wise to really think about some of these things that they do and don't do. And, you know, you know, we're, we're all customers of the craft beer. And I think that uh, in a lot of ways, you know, we're going to, you know, we're the voice of craft beer customers. Maybe I don't know if that's exactly the way I like to say it, but you know, I think we're pretty typical, you know, we're, we're uh, three dudes uh, or three folks that like, like craft beer and we like a variety of craft beer. And I think that, you know, I think that most people are kind of very similar as we, they like a variety. Um, and, you know, even the people that drink a lot of hazies and regular IPAs and whatnot, I think the variety is still good, but I think that, you know, really checking to see what you're about and why you're doing the things you're doing matters quite a bit. And I think that, I think that they're going to have a lot of opportunities coming up to really shift what they're doing. And I hope they really take a good look at what they're doing. Yeah. I, I, I just want to add to that, that I would love to see more craft breweries be more, I'm very socially conscious and very socially responsible. Um, you know, I, I try to go a little vegan, a little vegetarian, at least a couple of times a week. And I could easily go vegan or vegetarian quite easily. Um, and I would love to see more breweries be more conscious of that. I'd love to see breweries go into these areas that are predominantly black, open up a brewery and hire people who are black or Asian or whatever minorities and teach them about beer and really get their hands on it and get them into the science of it and really educate them on it. So even if you go get a craft beer, then even if you go to a liquor store and you go, oh, I'll go get this 45, not Coke 45. Oh, no, man, let's go get that Lagunitas. Cool. 
that's a score for craft beer all the, all around. I think breweries are afraid to step into that area because they think the the pilot is not sophisticated enough. Well, the only way I got my pilot sophisticated was to go in and try it. Was to go in and with no judgments and try it. You know, it's like you just have to you really have to push that your your beer on other people in a sense who love the 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 big the big box beers and 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 really get them out there to 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 support it and to be socially conscious. You want to change your neighborhood? Start by getting people jobs in your brewery, even if it's sweeping the floor. It's that simple. Just get them that introduction. No, dude, but, that's a fantastic idea. I love uh, that. You know, to sweep a floor. Here, man, I, I'll pay you. I, I'll pay you fifty dollars a day to come in and sweep this floor and wipe these floors down. I'll wipe the mop the floor and, and wipe the tables down. Fifty dollars. Here you go. Boom. And here, here, here's a free beer. Here's here's some appetizers. I'll feed you while you're working your six hours or your eight hours. That's how you change the world. Small acts of kindness. If you're not doing that, then what are you doing? So, and, and I totally, I think we we segue to a couple of different things. One thing I want to mm-hmm. go back to before we, because I agree with the acts of kindness and doing things that are positive, and I know that's kind of raise. Uh, special shtick as well, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that you mentioned is about, you know, educating and getting the consumer, getting the consumer information so that they can make informed decisions. And this, this is something that I ran into here recently is um, I went into, uh, I was happened to be uh, in, a different, in a different town and I just wanted to go into the liquor store and see what they had as far as craft beer goes. So I go in there and I'm kind of milling around. I'm not seeing any, you know, I'm seeing the normal stuff like, uh, you know, the, the big, big beers and whatnot. And mm-hmm. uh, somebody goes, Hey, can I help you? And I said, well, I'm just seeing what your craft beer selection would be, uh, or where it might be or whatnot. And mm-hmm. he's like, Oh dude, we got a great craft beer selection. It's, you know, and pointed me like, uh, back to the, to the back of the right of the store. Right. He goes, it's, it's in that cooler back there. And, and, and while I, I don't mind these beers, you know, what he called a great craft beer selection was, um, line and Kugel, Sam Adams, Sierra Nevada and all the, and stone and stuff like that, which nothing against that, nothing against that. But to say for, for, a, for a liquor store to have that and say, that's our craft beer selection is very, very short sighted, I believe. And so here I am, I'm just in, it was a matter of I'm looking for anything they have that's different or new or whatever. Um, but I'm really looking at, you know, you know, their quote unquote craft beer selection was uh Boston lager, uh, Sierra Nevada, Nevada, pale L stone IPA, you know, some, some good beers, but none of them, none of them were local zero. Yeah. And, and, and I don't mean to cut you off here, but let's address that stone bullshit if i can say that on this podcast i apologize for nothing but that's bullshit to go after a nano brewery in kentucky is bs number one i will never another one of their beers i support them in any way and you know it, it it's crazy it's insane no and i, I agree i think uh I know we got to get back to our beer so we can close out this episode. I, I completely agree. 
I think we, you know, the, the big thing, the big takeaway I have with a stone versus uh, anything else with the name stone in it controversy is th- the fact that you, you, you know, well, there's a lot, there's a lot wrong with it, man. I just, nobody's confusing stone and any other brewery. Nobody's doing it. Just like nobody confused Keystone with stone brewing. Nobody's doing it. It's a, it's a bunch of Bologna, as I like to tell my kids. It's a bunch of Bologna. Um, and, and that's just, that's just the way it is. And, and, you know, to be a bully in a craft beer scene goes against everything it is to be craft beer. Um, you know, and, and I know craft beer isn't perfect, but craft beer is a space where so many people are welcoming and whatnot. And I know that, like I said, I know it's not perfect, but when I go to a craft brewery, I don't want to see or be around people that are bullies or closed minded or anything like that. I'm there because of the experience and good people and good people aren't bullies and good people don't exclude people and all that kind of stuff. Um, so only because I know we got to wrap this show up, we're running a little long. I'm going to intentionally bring it back. I'm going to intentionally bring us back. We got to talk about this beer. It's really good. We talked about the taste and all that, but I want a little Mike over here to tell us about what he would rate the beer and what he would pair with it food wise. Well, as someone who's going to change his Twitter handle to littlest Mike, I will say, (laughs) (laughs) I will give it, um, you know, I got to be honest, I will give it a nine. I really will. Because it's starting to hit me now. I'll give it a nine. I'm feeling really good at 9.0. All right. What would you, what kind of food would you eat with it? Oh, that's a, that's a difficult part. You want something, you think you want something greasy, like a hamburger, like a in and out burger or something. Um, but I would go with a cheap Chinese uh, chicken or beef uh, chow mein. Just a big plate of it. It's going to feed the greasiness. It's going to feed your appetite. And it's going to knock off a lot of that um, potential alcohol poisoning if you're in too many of these. So there we go. I like it. I like it. Ray, what about you? So I really like what Smallest Mike had to say, but I've got to go the complete opposite direction with that. Um, I'm going to give this a, a high rate. I'm going to give this an 8.5 as well. Uh, I think it's a fantastic beer overall. Again, I really like the chocolate, the brown sugar, the toasted bread notes. And I really like how when I let this sit in my mouth, I get those bourbon flavors. It's incredibly complex, and I like that. And I I never thought that I would, and I I didn't do this intentionally. Um, I like to try some high-end chocolate with a a fantastic red wine or or a solid port, something like that, not to sound too bougie. Uh, but I enjoy those things on occasion, especially as I age. Um, I like to indulge in some of the finer things like that. But with this, I want some serious dark chocolate. I want like, uh, if you go run of the mill, you might get like a 92% intense dark by Giardelli or maybe a 90, 99% by Lint, you know, some of the big names. Um, but I'm thinking like maybe some, uh, alter echo or maybe a Taza, you know, 90, 95% dark and enjoy the dark chocolate as it's meant to be enjoyed. Now you don't just put it in your mouth and chew it. 
I mean, you got to let it, you got to snap it in half and hear it pop. You got to inspect it and make sure it doesn't have any little air bubbles in it. Um, you, you let it sit in your hand for 30 seconds, let it warm up a bit before you put it in your mouth. I don't know if you guys have ever done that with a dark chocolate mm-hmm. uh, and just let it sit there, you know, on your palate for a minute and just really take in all of those flavors that, that are in that chocolate. And I think the complexity of this beer, that intense brown sugar that it has in those chocolate notes would be incredible with a proper tasting of a really high end dark chocolate. Um, I have a craft beer to do that with instead of a $35 bottle of wine now. And I am so on board with that. Hey, all right. So a uh, tough act to follow with each of you. I'm going to give this beer an eight. Um, so it's going to be a small step down from each of you. I really like it. I think it's a really good beer. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. I would say with this, I'm kind of thinking about something kind of light um, overall is I want something that's not going to take away or compete with the beer. Um, so I'm going to go something along the lines of some uh, some chicken nachos or something like that. Something, you know, where there's not a lot of strong flavors um, and something I can kind of just snack on because uh, this is a beer I really want to enjoy. Uh, but overall... I like it. I like it a lot. So um, to close it out, to look at the beers. So I, first of all, I want to say you're welcome. Um, I chose these beers based just on this episode that we were doing. I knew that we were going to have a uh, uh, smallest mic on um, or littlest mic. I can't decide which one we've settled on, but I knew we were going to have uh, my buddy there on for this one. And I wanted to get him something really good. And I heard good things about both of these beers. So I snag, snagged them and got you each your beer. Um, so you're welcome. <laughs> but overall, uh, we, you know, they, we both scored these beers really. We all scored these both of these beers really well. The Kentucky, or not the Kentucky, the Commoner. I want to say the Kentucky. The Commoner, which is an amber cream ale. Um, overall, it was got a 9, an 8.5, and a 7.8. So overall, we're looking in you know, the low 8 range for as an average. And then the new reality, which is their their barrel fermented brown ale, uh, it got an, uh, a nine, an eight point five, and an eight, which is an eight point five overall. So both of the beers scored really well. Um, I think New Province, uh, which is a brewery um, uh, out of Northwest uh, Arkansas, right? Um, Rogers, Arkansas. You got yeah, it. yeah. So I mean, it's it's you know it's done really good here with both of these beers. Uh, so kudos to them. I think these beers, both of them should go on your crappier bucket list. They need to be beers you try before you die. I want to say a big thank you to uh, Smallest Mike, uh, Mr. Michael Biggers. Um, he, again, uh, a true Kentuckian. He loves beer. He's a generally good dude. Um, and you can follow him on Instagram and it's at the code to hoppiness. So it's the code, the number two hoppiness instead of happiness, hoppiness. Uh, the code to happiness. I think you'd have a good time following him. He posts a lot of good stuff. Uh, and sir, sincerely, thank you for joining us tonight. We thoroughly enjoyed it. Great conversation um, and all that. Uh, so big thank you, Ray. I'll let you take us out. And thank you so much. Yes, indeed. So thank you, everybody, so much for checking out our latest episode of Craft Beer Bucket List. 
And also, thank you, Smallest Mike, for hanging out with us tonight. I certainly appreciate you being here and giving us your insights on the beers that we tried. So, as always, take a look at the description of this podcast. Be sure to check out the websites and the social medias of our featured brewery tonight, New Province, again, at our Rogers, Arkansas. Show them some love. And please, while you're at it, whether you're listening to us on Stitcher, Google, Apple, just wherever you get your podcasts, go ahead and give us those five stars. Give us a thumbs up. Drop a rating if you don't mind, because I love to read those, and I know Mike does as well. And uh, be sure to share with your friends and families. And as always, tag us in the beers that you're trying. We'd love to, to give those a shot at some point as well. So everybody, thank you so much. Have a great day. Please remember to not drink and drive, but do drink local. And we will see you all in the next episode.